we learn that our soul has all the answers to every problem that has ever been presented to us. We just need to be brave enough to start to listen to that. What does it mean to you to live your best and bravest life? Does it mean being strong and forthright? Do you think of bravery as a woman or a man in uniform wearing stars or medals? Or does it mean being vulnerable, honest and courageous in all that you do? To be brave can mean so many things. To me, being brave is just that, doing things even in the face of difficulty, being genuine, standing up for what you believe in and living as who you truly are. Living with courage is to be brave. To live in this way can be incredibly challenging at times and rewarding in others. It is my mission in life to help you feel brave and empowered to live as your authentic self so that you can be fulfilled in a life you love living to live your best and bravest life. I want you to wake up in the morning and feel excited for your day, not overwhelmed, I want you to have the courage to let go of your fear, to find the joy in your everyday life, to feel empowered to be your authentic self and live an amazing, normal life, a brave life, a life that you deserve. I know that together we are going to live our best and bravest life. I believe in the power of self-belief. Because when we are our authentic selves, magic comes our way and it spreads like wildfire for others to join in. So join me in these inspirational conversations filled with tips and tricks to help you live your best and bravest life. I'm Tiffany Johnson and this is the When We Are Brave podcast. Okay, so last week I talked about how I was going to do a big shout out to someone who left a comment on one of the posts that I'd put on Facebook or Instagram. And I am so excited. So a huge, big shout out to Jessie Pop. She is so inspired by the When We Are Brave podcast. She is religiously listening to the podcast show and finding that it is filling her life with inspiration. And this, this actually has brought me to tears knowing that, I, that the show is making a difference. And that's why I did the show to make a difference, to help other people in their life feel inspired, to know that they are special, that they are important, that you are important, you are special, you are worthy, you are deserving. And when you live as your authentic self, you truly can live your best and bravest life, like we have heard on all of the amazing guests on the show. So, Jessie Pop, I want to say to you, thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you so much for enjoying the show and leaving a beautiful comment. I had so many amazing comments. It was actually really, really hard to pick who it was going to be. So I kind of just whizzed my finger around and wrote everyone, put everyone's names in a spreadsheet and clicked. And that is who I clicked on. So thank you so much, Jessie Pop. You know, I started this work in this field, the field of brave, I guess, because there was a time in my life when I I just wasn't sure about what was going to come next. We all have those moments. I've had lots of those moments and this was about 
four years ago now and I needed to do something that I was always in me. This something was always, always in me, but I never felt brave enough to do it. I never felt that I was smart enough. I never thought that I could really impact people or would anyone ever really even want to hear what I had to say? Could I even do this thing that I had inside of me? And then this moment happened four years ago when I went, I don't have a choice. I need to do this. And I listened to my intuition. And that thing that I was so scared of doing was writing my book. And I guess that's part of the reason why it's called Brave Enough Now. I had lots of different ideas for the title, but there was this moment when I was brave enough now. You know, I'd never really shared my full story with anyone other than my husband and my best friend. People knew that I'd been a survivor of the Swiss canyoning disaster and I always found it that I just couldn't bring myself to talk about it and I think that was part of the PTSD and the survivor's guilt. So when I actually put my fingers on that keyboard and I started writing, you know, the first time I read it back to myself, I think I'd written about 5,000 words and I was like, oh my God, this is so crap and I quickly pressed delete and then I was on the beach one day and I was walking along and I thought, I know, I'm, I'm going to talk into the microphone of my phone and then I'll listen to it and I'll transcribe it. And so I was talking and doing this story and because I love a chat, clearly I have a podcast and I came home and I re-listened to it and I was like, oh my God, this is terrible, cringe, delete. And I sat down with a glass of wine with my husband and I said to him, I just, I just don't think I'm brave enough to do this. This is really, really tough stuff. And he said to me in his wise ways, he always has the wise ways, he said to me, just write it for yourself. Just write it like you would when you write in your journal. And so that's exactly what I did. When I started writing it, my intuition took over and the words just poured out onto the page. And what became of that is my book, Brave Enough Now. And I am brave enough now and you're brave enough now too to live an amazing life. And I believe in my heart of hearts that when we listen to our intuition, when we believe in ourself, magic comes our way and it spreads like wildfire for others to join into. I had the privilege of launching my book, Brave Enough Now, in Parliament House in Victoria. This was absolutely amazing. I had the support of my local state government for my book. And that blew my mind. I mean, I'm just me. And this was a really big deal, a huge big deal. And I just, I feel so privileged to and honoured to have been able to share my story through the written word and to have been brave enough to do it in the first place and listen to my intuition 
I know that it has helped so many people. I've had so many amazing emails and reviews and people connecting with me in all different ways to tell me how much they've appreciated hearing my version of the story of what was a worldwide event. And I I dedicated my book to my friends who died and I now live my life sharing my story of survival of recovering from PTSD and survivor's guilt and that to let people know that even though in the darkest of times there is always a shining light and that we need to look forward to that light and be brave enough to do it. And often our intuition and feeling in our tummy, a sensation that we get, it could be a variety of different ways in which your intuition comes to you but It's knowing when to listen to it. And my intuition on that day, on the day of the canyoning disaster, it was in overdrive and I just didn't understand what it meant. But now I do understand what it means. And what it means is often a variety of different things. Sometimes I get like a sickly feeling in my tummy and that might mean that something not great is going to happen, similar to the day of the accident. Sometimes I get like an overwhelming, excited feeling and I know that something amazing is going to happen. Like when I'm doing the podcast, that's always a really good feeling. But what I do know is that I need to trust it. I need to trust the feelings that are within me and know that they are setting me on the right path, my path to lead a brave life. And sometimes it takes guts and courage to really listen in to your inner self, your inner being, your soul or whatever you want to call it. I also am a big believer in the universe, but that could be a topic for a conversation on another day. But if you'd like to hear more about my story, then you can always grab my book on Amazon or on my website on tiffanyjohnson.com.au. But what I really want to talk to you about is your intuition with Sarah Willoughby, today's guest. She is here with us to talk to us about how she also listened to her intuition, which led her on her path, the right path for her life. So it gives me so much pleasure to introduce to you today's guest, Sarah Willoughby. Sarah is an author, a spiritual mentor, life coach, energy healer, and a speaker. Following her spiritual awakening in 2009, Sarah was guided to end her 10-year corporate career and leave the United Kingdom. She followed her intuition and began a new life over 17,000 kilometres away in Melbourne, Australia, which is where I live. Sarah now runs her own business, empowering people to heal from the inside out to love themselves and transform their lives. Sarah loves to travel when we're allowed out and to travel, but she also loves spending time in nature. And this is one of her amazing tips that she's going to talk to us about today. She also has three gorgeous children, and she says that they are her greatest teachers. Isn't that just beautiful? So it is my pleasure to introduce Sarah Willoughby. So, Sarah, welcome to the When We Are Brave podcast. I'm so excited to be sharing this time with you and really looking forward to hearing all about your incredible story about when you have been brave. Hi, Tiff. It's really lovely to be here and I'm really privileged to be sat with you. So, 
Um, I'm originally from the UK and I moved to Melbourne, Australia in 2009, so 10 years ago. And prior to that, I'd spent six years studying business studies and human resources at university in the UK. And I worked my way up the corporate ladder in, in human resources, but I wasn't really very happy doing that. I found it was quite um, frustrating, I guess is the best word, because we were constantly putting a band-aid on stuff, but we weren't getting to the root cause of people's problems. So during that period, I found it quite stressful. And that was when I found meditation and mindfulness and that sort of began my spiritual journey and I started to be curious about who I was and why I was here. And we moved to Australia, as I said, 10 years ago. And from there, I started to study Reiki, which is Japanese energy healing, and connected so deeply with nature, which is something that I hadn't done before. And so my connection with myself led me to owning my own business to empower people to become their best version and also writing, which I know that you will know a lot about. So I'm now a passionate author, and I think this, the written word is a beautiful way to connect because we hear that message in our own voice, so there aren't the distractions that there are with the spoken word. And I'm also a mum to three beautiful children. Uh, so I have two girls who are five and nine, and a 13-year-old boy, and they are my greatest teachers. And they help me to keep growing and learning, which I absolutely love. They also drive me mental at times, but they are such a blessing. That is amazing that you have moved to the other side of the world and completely changed your career into something that's so different from HR, corporate life, to this incredible spiritual journey. And now you're there helping other people and really connecting with nature and with the universe and with all that comes with that. So tell us a bit about what it means to live your best and bravest life in that whole sphere of energy and change of life. And it's just a lot of people would be really scared to pack up, leave everything behind, move to another place. Had you been to Australia before? Yes, we'd been at the end of 2004. So we'd spent about three days in Melbourne um, I really felt for the first time in my life that I was coming home and I cried when I left. That's amazing. So do you think that you had like a connection to the land or to the space or do you, I know when I've travelled, I've been in certain places and I've, I've walked into a place, I really feel this sense of being at home. Was it like that for you when you came to Melbourne and you thought, I have come home? Absolutely. I think for me, it was this feeling of I'd already been here before. Everything felt familiar it felt safe and I felt so peaceful and so calm and I hadn't experienced that before. So when I'd set out, we'd done a six-week uh, trip around uh, Australia and we'd been to Sydney and Uluru and Melbourne and we'd also been to New Zealand and I fell in love with New Zealand too but I didn't think that I would fall in love with Australia in the way that I did but specifically Melbourne. So through all of that, you moved here... And you started a whole new life in every sense of the word. So you're in a new place, new surroundings, no family, completely being brave. There must have been a lot of fear around that, but also a lot of achievement and feeling of success. Oh, absolutely. It was um, it was an easy decision and also a hard decision. Uh, we left the UK in the recession. We had no jobs to come to. We left all our fam family and friends behind 
and we only had six months worth of money to survive on if it went disastrously wrong. So we kind of didn't think that bit through, but we came here because we followed my intuition. So for the first time in my life, I threw my logical brain, which is very prominent in my life, out of the window and we followed my intuition. And that was so, like you said, it was so liberating, so freeing. And when I talk about intuition, that's our internal GPS system. We've all got it. And we often don't hear and see the messages that we're being constantly given as guidance in our lives because we're so distracted and we have all these external influences and technology that get in the way. But when we learn to get still, we can really tune into ourselves and receive that guidance. And we learn that our soul has all the answers to every problem that has ever been presented to us. We just need to be brave enough to start to listen to that. And so for me, moving to the other side of the world was the first time that I did something for me that I, I didn't let other people's opinions of what I should or shouldn't be doing with my life get in the way. Which is a really hard thing to do, isn't it, when we have so many external sources around us telling us what we should do, how we should think, how we should feel. So it's very incredibly brave of you to really listen to that inner voice and telling you that this is the right move. Yes. And, you know, there was this combination of people that were saying, oh, you're really brave and I wish I could do it, but I can't. And then other people that were like, what are you doing? You know, literally, what are you doing? You might not even find jobs. But from the moment that we arrived in Melbourne, everything just fell into place. And for the first time, my life went into flow. And I promised myself that I would never forget that feeling. And I remember lying on my bed. I think we'd been there literally a couple of days. Lying on my bed and just feeling like, this is home. This is peace. I feel calm. And I feel like my life is just in flow. Please don't ever forget this feeling. And when you're feeling scared about something and you want to take the next step in something, but fear gets in the way, go back to this feeling. And that's what I do. And that's how I've lived my life ever since. That's amazing. So you really have taken this massive step in your life to live your best and bravest life in everyday things now because you're constantly going back to that incredible feeling of calm and a peace. And lots of people don't get that opportunity. So it's wonderful that you were conscious enough at that time to go, remember this moment. Yes. Yeah, it was really profound. And I feel really blessed to to have had that experience and to be able to use that in my, in the rest of my life. So tell me, other than um, being incredibly brave and remembering those moments, what other tools do you use to help you overcome fear and to continue on to live your best and bravest life? So you've mentioned meditation, connecting with nature. I know that you're really passionate about that. So tell us a little bit more about that. Sure. Um, So being in nature is my key tool. Um, Nature is my temple. So that's where I go when I'm feeling happy, sad, angry, confused and everything in between. I absolutely love spending time at the beach or walking through a forest because nature helps me get out of my head. It stops that monkey chatter and that negative self-talk that we all have. It's really grounding too, and I didn't fully appreciate that until I started living by the beach, and I've lived by the beach for 10 years, incredibly blessed to, to be able to live in such a beautiful country. So nature for me is so grounding I feel so much calmer the minute my feet touch the beach or the minute I'm walking through the trees. And 
nature brings us back into our body, which is where we need to be rather than in our heads to make better decisions and to um, be really connected to who we are. So one of my missions is to encourage people to go outdoors as often as possible and just be and breathe properly because when we're in nature, that's when we start to relax and our breathing changes. And nature is also a great way to help children to calm down and to relax. So it, when my children are a bit feral, children <laughs> as all feral. children can be yeah, at times, um, I'll tell them to take their socks and shoes off and go and run around outside and they don't even realise that, you know, that they're doing it. And so they're, they're drawing the energy up through the soles of their feet and um, from the core of the earth and healing and just calming and it's just beautiful. Sarah, you also have another wonderful tool that you use, um, which is gratitude. Do you want to tell us a little bit more about that? Sure. So gratitude is the tool that helps me to keep things in perspective. If I'm having a bad day, it really brings me back to what's important. It allows us to be truly present. And in every situation, even in the most difficult ones, there are always things to be grateful for. It's really all about perspective. So for me, when my father was dying last year, I was grateful for the amazing nurses and doctors that cared for him with such love. And in 2009, I had a period of time in intensive care and I was grateful for my lunch every day. It was the same thing every day, a cheese roll, salad and orange juice and the cheese roll gave me indigestion. But every day that I ate that, I knew I was one step closer to recovering and being able to go home and be reunited with my three-year-old son. So gratitude is a fantastic tool and it's a great one to introduce to our children so that they can keep things in perspective too and realise that when they're having a bad day, there's always things going right, there's always people that care. And some people use gratitude journals, so they will write things that they're grateful for, three things at the beginning of the day or the end of every day and, um, and then reflect on those at a, a different point. You can also, as a family, this is quite a nice idea, write down throughout the week on pieces of paper things that you're grateful for and then pop those into a jar. And then at the end of the week, say on a Sunday uh, night time, dinner time, sit down as a family and read through them and reflect on what a wonderful week you've had and all, how all the small things, the things that we often overlook are those things that we should actually focus on and be really happy about. So gratitude just helps to keep our hearts open and when our hearts are open, we're able just to attract all that abundance to us in all forms, whether it's joy, good health, positive relationships, love or material abundance. And it really is completely life-changing and it's a great place for any of our listeners to start if they're wanting to make positive change in their life. That is fantastic. Well, Sarah, tell us a little bit more about where we can find you and um, all the things that you offer in your incredible business. I've really um, enjoyed reading a lot of your posts and Sarah's an amazing author. And um, for those of you who are looking for um, some spiritual awareness, it's a great uh, tool, her website and Facebook pages. So I'd love for you to share with our listeners where they can find more of you. The main way is through my website, sarahwillaby.com.au. I'm also on Facebook and Instagram under Sarah Willoughby Australia and LinkedIn under Sarah Willoughby. So basically, if you search for my name, you'll find me. 
and I offer one-to-one sessions online via Skype or Zoom or in person and these can be booked through my website. So if you're struggling with stress or grief or infertility or you're on a spiritual journey or just want some help with figuring out your life, then please reach out. I would love to connect with you and help you to be your best version. It's a difficult journey, I'm not going to lie, but it's worth it for sure and it's also a lot of fun. And I'd like to offer our listeners a free download today. So I have a download which is available on five tips to reduce stress. So if you sign up to receive my weekly newsletter, which offers inspiration on how to be your best version and live your best life, as well as special offers and information on how to work with me, you'll receive that free download. And that's available through my website or you can click the sign up button on Facebook. Fantastic. Well, thank you so much, Sarah, for coming in today and talking about all the wonderful benefits of being in nature and also using meditation as an opportunity to reconnect within ourselves. It's something that we all need to do more. And to share your amazing story about moving to the other side of the world and with the unknown out in front of you and just taking that step, it's pretty amazing. So I want to say a wonderful big thank you for sharing how brave you are with our listeners and for anyone else out there listening. If you'd like to know more about Sarah, you can contact her through all of those social pages and her website, as we mentioned previously. Thanks, Sarah, for coming in. Thank you for this great opportunity, Tiff. I feel really blessed to know you and thanks for sharing your story and helping so many people to be brave. You really are an inspiration. gorgeous is Sarah. She is a beautiful spirit and she has so much value for those out there who are looking to transform their lives. And don't forget, if you're needing to feel grounded or find a special moment in your day, you can look at the sky or look at trees, go for a walk in a garden or a park nearby, or just notice the nature around you and you will feel more grounded more centered and really be able to tune into who you are. Sarah's words of wisdom have been an absolute pleasure to have on the When We Are Brave podcast. And don't forget to listen to that special voice that is just for you, your intuition. I promise you it will always lead you on the right path that has been made just for you. So, if you've liked this episode or any of the other episodes on the When We Are Brave podcast, don't forget to subscribe to make sure that you get the weekly updates on each episode that comes your way, all filled with tips and tricks for you to live your best and bravest life. And if you'd like to learn more about me, you can always go to my website, tiffanyjohnson.com.au. My book, Brave Enough Now, is available on Amazon. And if you would like a signed copy, I do have some for sale on my website. I've also got my Journey to Brave journal, Discovering You. It's a digital journal, soon to be available on Amazon as well. Ah, this is so exciting. And the audiobook of Brave Enough Now is also coming out soon-ish. It'll be available very soon. I would promise to keep you posted. And I've got my free Facebook group, Brave Heart. So if you would like to connect with others who are also leading brave and amazing lives, make sure you go over to Facebook and check that out. So my friends, until next time, be brave.
and live your best and bravest life.